Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Truly, the Lord is good, and he yeah. is worthy to be praised. Amen. If you would be so kind while you're yet standing, turn to Romans, the 12th chapter, and the second verse. Romans 12 and 2, King James. Romans, the 12th chapter, the second verse. Amen. Amen. And it reads in your hearing, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Would you tell somebody change is necessary? Change. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the word of life. Thank you for being our God and the keeper of our soul, the lover of our soul. We thank you, O oh God, for just being able to stand before your people so noble and so great. We pray, Father, that you would touch every ear, every heart, every mind, and every soul in the name of Jesus, that they come to the full understanding that change is necessary. And we, we're grateful to be in your presence once more and again. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I do honor God on this very day who's the head of my life, my pastor, to all the saints in their perspective place. We honor God for you being here today. Uh, truly, the Lord is gracious. So the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want us to be like this world. He wants us to be transformed. Transformed means to change the nature, function, or condition of something. Uh -huh. To become different, have alterations, modifications, variations, transformation, revolution, conversation, adjustment, amendment, difference in. You change from one thing to another. You stop using or doing the first one and start doing or using the second one. That means you have changed or transformed Meaning you have transitioned from one place to another, from doing one thing to doing another thing. There's no way you can do two things. The Bible declares that bitter and sweet water cannot come out of the same mountain, I mean out of the, the same fountain at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
It is easier to fix external than it is to change internal. Uh -huh. It's easy to dress yourself up on the outside. You can make yourself look like you want to look on the outside, but the inside will, really tells the story. Uh -huh. Who you are under pressure will come out. Oh, yeah. You ever just met some nice people? They're just so nice. They're all so beautiful and nice. I just love them. But if you find out what, what they're really like, it's when the pressure is on. And they don't look nothing like they were made up in front of you to be. And if you're not careful because you have put that person on a pedestal, you become discouraged and disgusted. Mm -hmm. And it will affect you because you didn't expect to see that even under pressure. Amen. So an external change is easier than an internal change. Mm -hmm. Now the Greek word for metamorphosis it's metamorpho. Metamorphosis means to change a form, a structure. Mm -hmm. Meta means change and morphosis means change of structure. Mm -hmm. So we have to come to the place that when, when Christ uh, started preaching in, in Matthew 4, 17, he says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He was not meaning say you sorry. He meant change. Because we, when you have a structure, the structure is, uh, if we want to add another part to this structure, believe it or not, we have to tear down some things. Come on, come on. We can't just put a balcony on top of the roof and call it a balcony. <laughs> so you have to tear the roof down and tear it down until it meet these beams in order to put another Le level on top of it. Mm -hmm. And then you can put the roof up there. So what God is saying is that structure that you used to be accustomed to, it must change. Mm -hmm. You have to change the way you think because if we don't change our structural, our thinking structurally, we're going to try to include where we come from into our newness. Oh, yeah. Amen. And I realized that when we walk in our old way and try to bring it into our new way, we're not walking at all. Amen. We're really at a standstill mm -hmm. because you cannot combine the two. Mm -hmm. You can't do flesh and spirit. Amen. If a metamorphic creature doesn't come to a complete metaphor metamorphism, it dies. Mm -hmm. If it does not go to the complete change, it dies. And what Christ is saying, that you have to come into a complete change. Yes, yes, yes. If you do not come into a complete change, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. The Bible declares all things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Oh, yeah. The problem is we don't like the new because we have to adjust to a new way of living, a new way of thinking, a new way of speaking, a new way of dressing. We have to adjust to those things. Mm -hmm. That's what change means. Remember we said adjustment? Yes. We have to adjust. And most of the time it's hard to adjust to something you know nothing about. Amen. So if, it, if a metamorphism creature does not go through the complete change, it dies. Mm -hmm. It never becomes an adult. 
and therefore it does not produce or reproduce itself. There's no reproduction. So you wonder why there's no reproduction in the spiritual part of your life. It's because you have not died to the natural. Well, I'm walking home. I'm going to slow walk you today. But, 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 but because you will not change, you refuse to change, you, you, you find a reason to be rebuttal, to buck up against God. You find it uh, necessary to hold on to what you know when you walking with God because you're not familiar with the territory. You're unfamiliar with what's taking place in the spiritual realm because we walk by flesh all our lives. But, but I'm finding that, that, that it's not hard if you just trust God. See, this is why the Bible declares in Hebrews uh, that unless you walk by faith, you can't please God. In order to please God, you have to trust God. You have to trust him even through the process. You may not know why you're going through what you're going through, mm -hmm. but you have to go through it. It is necessary for you to go through the chain. Come on, come on. Because where you are, you're able to draw somebody. You may not like where God has seated you, <laughs> but the seating is good for you. Remember, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. All you have to do is start loving God. I guarantee you, you're going to get some raw eggs in that cake. You're going to have some butter, flour, sugar, baking soda, baking powder. You're going to have it all, milk, buttermilk to some, for some. But I'm saying these things individually, they have a strange taste. But when you put them all together and let it bake, my God, my God. As my, my auntie used to say, it's some kind of good. <laughs> so the Bible says that be not conformed. And, and it says not to be conformed. The word rendered conformed, it properly means to put on the form or fashion or appearance of another. It may refer to anything pertaining to the habit, the manner, the dress, the style of living, etc., etc. But don't be conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. In other words, he says, I don't want you to be like the people in darkness. Come on, come I don't want to look, search for you in darkness. Right. I want to search for you under the blood. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Believers should not conform to the principles, the habits, or the feelings of a wicked, luxurious, and idolatrous age. Mm. We should not be hitting, going, trying to hit the lottery. Amen. Shouldn't be in that lottery line. Amen. Now they, can, they make gambling private. Come on. You can go online and gamble. You can, you can hit it. You don't have to go out and look for a date no more. You can go online and find a date. You can find your fake wife on the, on, on, online. She got all this fake stuff up there. Tell them, got a picture of somebody else and you go see if she's a woman. You 
got a picture up there looking like you, somebody you can see meet you, you a Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> and I ain't talking about Mac Daddy. But, but I'm saying these things, that the enemy is out to deceive us by any means necessary. Come on, come on, come on, but if you don't come into your change, it's no way you can be spoken to because you're not looking to hear from the light. You're looking to hear from familiar. Uh -huh. But the Bible tells us that we have to change. We should be conformed solely to the precepts and laws of the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, God says, I'm going to set you on high. Mm -hmm. And you look at your circumstance and it says low. Come on. Overlooked. Come on. <laughs> forsaken, forgotten. But he gave you his word that he's going to set you on high. Come on, come on, come on. And because a storm arises, we simply say, now I'm dealing with reality. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Come on, I'm talking holy. Because you, you can't understand that when God said it, you think he meant uh, to show it to you right then and there, but it's already established because he said it. Now you have to wait for the change to come. He said that they that wait and hope, do you patiently wait for the thing you ask God for? Do you patiently uh, uh, adhere to God and you wait on him instead of waiting on it? To wait on God does not mean to stand there and watch him, wait for him to perform. It means to worship him. I'm waiting on him. I'm serving him in worship. I'm serving him in, in devotion. I'm yeah. serving him in my reading. I'm taking time aside to wait on him. One word, two different meanings. The second wait is to stand still and see something happen. Or to see someone, uh, to have someone come to your rescue, they're, you're waiting on that. Uh -huh. you at a restaurant. Let me bring it in a little simpler. you at a restaurant. You set your order in. You're waiting for the, 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 uh, order. the waiter to serve you. So while you're sitting there waiting, you're twiddling your thumb, you're looking at the clock, you're wondering when it's coming. Uh -huh. But when God says for us to wait, it simply means to worship. <laughs> because when you start worshiping God, you're waiting on him, you're serving him. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. He said, I will wait on the Lord at all times. In other words, I will worship. But because we want something in return, because we are in need of something, and listen, God does not neglect your need. Come on, come on, come on. But how bad do you need him over top of the thing you're seeking after? Wow. Because sometimes we put the thing before God. Come on, come on. And when you put that thing before God, God said you want that thing more than you want me because you refuse to worship. Mm -hmm. We find a reason in the area to complain because we feel like God isn't doing what he said he's going to do. And so why should I continue where I am? Let me go fix it myself. 
<laughs> so if you can fix it, why call on God? If you can fix it, why wait on him? Because any problem you give to God, he's guaranteed to be able to solve. Amen. So we should be solely conformed to the precepts of the laws of the gospel. Or the same principle may be extended to every age. And the direction may be that believers should not conform to the prevailing habits or style and manners of the world. The people who know not God, you expect them to act worldly. But we who that know him, we have to conduct ourselves differently. You have to watch what you say after you pray. Amen. Lord, I just ask you to bless me in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I count it done in Jesus' name. And you're waiting. You're looking for it to manifest. And you don't see manifestation. Now you start finding something. All you got to do is find one person and start talking that different. They're going to join in and have a party with you. And you're going to find, next thing you know, you're going to have a big splash. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a pool party without a pool. Amen. Way baby suit. Come to get wet and ain't got a pool. Got a water hose. It's a pool party, y'all. I guarantee you, if anybody got any sense, they're leaving. So, so they are to be governed by the laws of the Bible. We're to be governed by the laws of the Bible. We're to fashion our lives after the example of Christ and to form ourselves by principles different from those which prevail in the world. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us in order to get, you have to give. That's the principle. The world says if you want to get it, you got to beg, ask for it. But the Bible says to us distinctly, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shake together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. It's done by the act of us giving first. And in return, it is given unto us. The, you want your body healed, you present it as a living sacrifice unto God. You speak now the word of life over your body. Mm-hmm. Find healing scriptures that pertain to you of the healing that you need or, or just healing scriptures and apply it to you. Mm-hmm. And expect nothing in return but God to act on his word. That's right. That's right. Speak it over your body. Talk to your organs. Every organ in this body mm-hmm. will function to the perfection in which God has created it to function. And I forbid any malfunctions in the name of Jesus. You are taking authority over your body, speaking life and expecting it to change. Why? Because healing is the children's brain. The second thing he said, and be ye transformed. Mm -hmm. The word from which the expression here derives from form or meaning habit. Transform. Develop a habit. The direction is put on another form. 
changed the form of the world for that of a believer. Uh -huh. We can't go to every doctor for everything. That's right. Amen. You can go to the doctor, he can tell you what is wrong, and you can go to the doctor and he'll heal it. You can get it written down in black and white stating what it is. Mm -hmm. It becomes a fact on black and white. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, it can be changed. Amen. Yes, it can. We, what the Bible deals with is truth. Fleshly, we deal with facts. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what it says. That's a fact. That's reality. That's what it is. But the truth says, by his stripes, I am healed. Yeah. I've just changed a fact to truth. Amen. The word would properly refer to the external appearance, but the expressions which the apostle immediately uses is the renewing of the mind. You have to change the way you think because the way you think is the way you walk. Amen. You thinking down, you walking down. You thinking happy, you gonna walk happy. You thinking mediocrity, you gonna walk mediocrity. The way you think determines the way you walk. You're going to bump into what you're walking in. Amen. You sad, you're going to walk into sadness. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> but yet you expect happiness to show up. Amen. But you're drawn by that. You, you draw that to you. Mm -hmm. It's noted that birds of the same feather flock together. So now you're drawing sad and depression. Anything that keeps you down because you started it. Old things are passed away. You used to walk sad. You had a reason to be mad. I can't understand for the life of me, people come into Christ and think that you are owed something. When you did nothing. Amen. Justified. We talked about that today in Sunday school. We are justified. It does not mean you didn't do anything. It simply means you did wrong. Somebody else took the blame. And now when you don't get the things that God said you can have, you get an attitude with him like you work for it. But at the self same time, God is saying, I promise to bless you. But you're more concerned with the promise of blessing so that you can receive and people look at me, they know that I'm blessed. Jesus said something that was so powerful. He said, the people think that because of the things, I'm paraphrasing, that the things you have, it makes you blessed. He said, that ought not be. You ought to have Christ on the inside, so deep down on the inside, that when a storm arises, it might shake you, but it won't break you. Amen. 
You can't find yourself in the seat of giving up. You can't throw in the towel and walk out and say, you know, this ain't work. How many people have left God because they were seeking after things when he distinctly said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. The problem is with the seeking and doing the right thing, you put a time on God when he should deliver. But you have to go through a process in order to get the thing. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, we don't want to go through the process because the process means I got to go in the wilderness. He's going to get, I guarantee, every believer in God goes through a wilderness experience. Yes. Yes. Not to me. My destiny is up. I'm to flourish like a palm tree. But before the palm tree could flourish, it had to go down. Yes, yes. You thought he just sprouted up? It determined how high it wanted to go. And the lower it went, the higher it came out. So while you're going through the low moments, God is about to set you on high. Oh, you thought he was just going to place you on high? <laughs> you had to go down. You had to dig through some things. You had to go through some things. You had to be denied some things. You had to sit in some uncomfortable places. You had to bump into stop right here to determine how low or how high you want to go. It's not where you are and what you're going through right now that's determining your outcome. Because what we're going through, we say, oh, it's over. I can't believe it. I can't take it. I don't believe it. I can't believe this happened to me. I didn't do nothing. You're, you're going somewhere in God. Amen. The more places you touch, the more bumps you have in your life, the more turn-offs you have, the more roads you lumps in the road or, or bumps in the road that you encounter, you're able to have a broader platform. Uh -huh. Not for you, for God. Amen. Well, I, 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 I do what God tell me and all this stuff is happening. I, I can't believe I'm going through this. Listen, it's not for you. It isn't for you. I never thought that in my wildest dream, I had to turn around and minister to my natural sister, who we have a very great distance between each other, and when her son recently passed. And I had to turn around and be, be strict to her. She said, you're so strong, and I was like, oh, it's God. Amen. Trust Amen. me, it's God. So sometimes we don't know why we're going through what we're going through. No, that wasn't a direct hit from hell just to sit me down. It was to broaden my platform. I'm able to talk to her. She said, when you lost your son, I couldn't, I couldn't relate. I had no feelings. I said, you know why I have feelings? Because that, that wound had opened up again. That pain I felt, I felt your pain because I was in that pain. I know your story. I know your cries. I know what you're going to feel after you have the funeral. I know those feelings. 
And I'm saying these things so I had to go through that to reach her. I've been praying for years. Lord, just let us talk. She's eight years older than I. Just let, let, just let us have communication. And sometimes I really can't take her talk. But I, 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 gotta, I, I told my mom, so I need a three-day break with this one today. But I go back to her because I know she needs Jesus. So I have to be patient. See, you don't say, oh, you need Jesus. Come on, y'all. If somebody threw Jesus down your throat, you would throw him back up. And that's what's wrong when you get rooted and grounded in, in God. You forget you made mistakes before you got to where you were. You forget you tried to walk out on God. You skipped a couple of beats in him. And as soon as somebody did the same thing or worse than you, as you can de de determine, as worse as you've done, the first thing you do is kill them. Oh my God. Because you've done something and you are ashamed to talk about it, so you put the shame on them. You got it together, or you, or you have it together now. You finally got it together after 20 years being in God. But you ain't telling nobody that's, that's that thing. They ain't really a struggle. That's your will. They've been broken. You ain't yielded. Because you got to keep some part of you alive. But I've come to tell you today, if you don't change, you're going to die. You're going to die under those conditions. You're going to try to swindle your way in, and God said, I see you. You can't stay here. I'm seeing these things that because people are going, you're experiencing things so that the person behind you that, that, that doesn't understand you, you can pull them. Or that person that's stuck in front of you who went through that thing but couldn't handle that thing, you got to push them. Mm -hmm. And those that are on the side of you, you got to bring them in. Amen. But if you don't change, you're going to miss a million. Come on, come on. Change. So you have to renew your mind. Mm -hmm. The renewing of your mind shows that he did not intend to use it with reference to that only, but to change of the whole being. Not just the mind, your whole setting has to change. Mm -hmm. You have to come to the conclusion that the way I used to do I can't do it anymore. If the Bible says those that steal, let them steal no more. Amen. You can't steal your way in. Amen. The meaning is do not cherish a spirit. Amen. Do not cherish a spirit that is devoted to the world. Amen. You're following its vain fashions and pleasures, Amen. but cultivate a spirit attached to God. Amen. Not just to God and his kingdom and cause. Mm -hmm. You got to know why you were selected to be in this kingdom. That's right. Oh, because he loved me. No, you're selected beyond the love to do a work. Amen. You have to deny yourself of what you like to do so that you can come in and be a part of the kingdom of God and his purpose. Oh, yeah. How do we do that? By the renewing. By the making new. The changing into new views and feelings. 
The believer is often represented as a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What am I renewing? My mind. My intellect. It's distinguished from the will and affection. Because the will is what you have that God will never change. And the only way you'll change your will, you have to change it intellectually. We change it by reading, praying, speaking the, the precepts and the principles of God. We speak his language now and we do not adapt or adopt to the old way. Well, you know, I'm used to that. God doesn't want you to be used to it. Those that walk by faith do not walk by sight. Mm -hmm. We talked about it early. Abram. Go out from your country. And when you get there. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. He didn't take a compass. Mm -hmm. No GPS. He just started walking. He was walking by faith. And God says, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Mm -hmm. Kings are coming out of your loins. He didn't have mm -hmm. a child. So sometimes when God doesn't give you something in the beginning, mm -hmm. he gives it to you later for a reason, mm -hmm. a purpose. Something's coming out of this. All the stuff you're going through, something's coming out of this. A change is about to take place, but you first have to change. Oh, yeah. This is as if Paul has said, let not this change relate to the body only, mm -hmm. but to the soul. Believers, to your soul. You got to change. You putting stuff in your spirit that God said, oh, the Holy Spirit in you is throwing up. And you wonder why you sick. And I'm not talking about physically. Spiritually. You have a spiritual infection and you are affecting others. Because you won't change. I'm being me. All I know is to be me. You got to die to me. Jesus said except the corn dies. It cannot grow. It cannot reproduce. You have to die. You can't do what you want to do, sneaking out, peeking out. Amen. You're not reaching out. You're reaching back. Amen. Wow. Yes. Let me try this. Try what? Prayer? Oh, that ain't on my agenda. That you know, I pray all the time. Mm -hmm. I read my Bibles. I knows the Lord. Yes, I do. Do he, and He knows you. He, 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 I serve the Lord in my heart. I ain't gotta get up here and jump and shout like other people's. I ain't gonna do that. Mm -mm, I want to pray to Hallelujah. I gotta say that. The Bible says, "Open your mouth and bless Him. Hallelujah. Fail not to honor or bless God with your lips." 
You hit that lottery. <laughs> oh! Hi! Got that mail, yes! <laughs> I ain't knocking you because you ain't changing. That's your change. But to be in this kingdom, you got to come out of that dark one. You can't play footsies with the devil and don't think he going to chop your foot off. You don't think he got a hold on you. If you come, this is how you know people have a stronghold over their life. They come in to God. They surrender. They come to the altar. Come on, y'all seen them. Come to the altar, surrender to the Lord. Come back a couple of times because it feels good. And as soon as the storm arrives, they walk out. Now see, you see, I, I got other things I got to do. Because they're not willing to die. You got to be killed. The Bible says we are sheep for the slaughter, being killed every day. Something in us every day must die. The problem is we keep having the wiggly worms moving around, squirming, making you itch, and you attend to it instead of detoxing. Let it not be a mere external conformity, but let it have its seat in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Talking about the change. Let it have a seat in your spirit. It's going to break you. It's going to make you cry. It's going to bend you. It's going to cause you to lay back and holler, help me, Lord. Because you're going through a change. All external changes, if the mind is not changed, would be useless. Or would be hypocrisy. The Bible says that there are many false prophets going out into the world. They are deceiving folk by the thousands. Yes. People you thought was rooted and grounded in God have changed the religion because they don't have a relation. People want to get caught up in the religion and don't know the relationship that God is entailing. Calls us into a relationship. That's why I say men ought to always pray. My sheep know my voice. You will not hearken unto another stranger. Mm -hmm. Even though the enemy may minister and tell you that it's not worth it, hang in there anyway. Amen. You got to tell them I ain't got nowhere else to go because I found security here. Amen. The problem is you keep trying to find security in this world and you're just a pilgrim passing through. Mm -hmm. You keep trying to build a rock, a foundation. You're trying to Build it, and Christ has become our foundation, and you forgot that he said, I'm coming back for you. Amen. 
If you're going to be rooted and grounded in anything, be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ and be rooted and grounded in his word, be rooted and grounded in the Holy Spirit, in the power of God, the love of God, so that when a storm arises, which will, you will not remove yourself. That's right. Or be moved. Paul said there are wars within and wars without, but none of these things move me. Why do I have to go through what I'm going through? So that I may be proved. Let me back it up a little bit. Believers believe, believers believe seeks to reign in the soul. Your faith seeks to reign in your soul. Mm -hmm. What you believe, it got to be anchored in your soul. Mm -hmm. You know that song that says, my soul is anchored in the Lord. It needs something to keep it steady. Come on, come on, because a storm is arising. There's a storm out over the ocean and it's moving this way. Mm -hmm. If your soul's not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Mm -hmm. The external conduct and habits will be regulated accordingly. Mm -hmm. You have to develop, remember I say, be formed a habit. Habit. You have to form a habit of prayer, yes. a habit of reading, a habit of worship, mm -hmm. a habit of blessing, a habit of lifting him yes. up. You have to form that habit. Because if you don't form that habit of worshiping, when a storm arrives, you're going to curse him. Come on, come on, come on. You don't form a habit of embracing him, when a storm arrives, you're going to leave him. Come on. A habit. But be ye transformed. In other words, form a habit. Uh -huh. Get in the habit of praising God. Things look bad, just say, God, I thank you. I don't care what the enemy or yourself is saying to you or what you're thanking him for. Just thank him because he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. We thank him according to what we get or what we have. That's not blessing God. Amen. You're just grateful for what you have. But if those things are removed from you, can you still say thank you? Oh, Preaching better than you saying yeah. amen. So why am I going through these things? Why, why are things happening to me like they're happening? Just to prove you. Yes. The word prove used here is commonly applied to metal. Mm -hmm. They prove the metal. If it's have a dark spot in it, it's not good. So they got to put it back in the fire. Mm -hmm. And they got to make sure when it comes out, it's shining. Amen. The problem is you don't want to be refined. Here I is, Lord, take me as I am. Mm -hmm. This is it. <laughs> and God is saying, I want more. Mm -hmm. If God comes in on the inside of us, he comes with his pure self mm -hmm. on the inside and live with us, don't you think he requires a pure room? Mm -hmm. Amen. You don't get brand new furniture. And don't paint your walls. Right. Don't fix up the exterior so it'll fit. You might have an old rug, but you better shampoo it. You're going to shampoo it. Well, I got to 
clean this up because it's coming in. I gotta make it look presentable. It has to, you're making it receptible to what you're bringing in. Yeah. When you bring in Christ, you want him to stay there. You know why you're convicted? Because there's something in there he doesn't want. Amen. But instead of you throwing it out, you hoard. Mm. No, no, don't throw that. I'm going to throw your stuff out. Don't throw my stuff out. But what God is saying is that I want to clean it up. I'm going to show you that down the road, it's going to pop up. But if it's out, you don't have a need for it. You can't reach for what you can't get, y'all. So to the operation of testing or trying them by the severity of fire, that's why you're going through. He's testing you by fire. Talks about it in, 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 in Ezekiel. Or Isaiah 48 and 10. Talks about being clean, being pure. God wants to purify you. The problem is you want God to take you as you are. But you are of no value to God if he got to take you as you are and he can't change you. Because what he's after is the purity. He wants to make sure you're fit for the kingdom. We keep thinking the kingdom has to fit for us. The kingdom will not make adjustments for us. It is already established. It's already set up. How the precepts are already written. We cannot alter what God has said. Neither will God alter the things that's gone out of his lips. Once he's covenant with us or come in agreement with us, it's agreed. But the problem is you want God to accept you as you are. This is it. You can't come in here. It's no way I can run a mile right now. Can't even walk a half a mile. But I'm going to get, I'm ready for the race. That's why you're going through. That's why you're changing your diet. That's why you eat in the word of life. Putting down the magazines. Picking up Jesus, the word of life. Finding yourself in a devotion, just blessing him. Praising him for just telling you, I'm about to whoop your butt. What I do because I can. See, what God does, He put limitations so that we won't overstep our boundary. It's even in the blessings. He said, I'll bless you little by little. Because if I bless you so much, you spread out, the thing that's out there will devour you. I got to move out your enemies. But you so big to set the table before me in the presence of my enemy. You ain't ready for the light. Amen. You're not ready to be shown. You haven't died. I'm, I'm still going, I'm under construction. You better get. God He's still working on me. And you ready? You see, see, I, I'm still weak. I don't want you to stand up here and tell folk you still weak. You ain't conquered or accomplished anything in your life. I, I, I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm still growing in the Lord. When you gonna grow up? 
Hebrews 6 talks about you. Keep coming back, repent. I go, I'm ready to do it. No, forgive me. Uh, uh, get it together. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. Do, do it in the ant like we did. Uh, uh, I need a mic. Colossians, uh, I mean, what was that? Romans 5, 9 and 10. 9 and 10 first. AMP, Romans 5, 9 and 10, and Colossians 1, 13 and 14. Sir. Change. You don't want to change. This is me, God. But he did the work. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, sir. Therefore, since we have now been justified, declared free of the guilt of sin by his blood, how much more certain is it that we will be saved from the wrath of God through him? Now watch this. He said, I changed your scenery. <laughs> I fixed it. I ch You messed it up. I changed it. I took your, your guilt. I took your wrongness and I put, declared my righteousness on you I justified you. I made the charges drop against you, but I took the charges. Did not mean that you were not guilty. It simply mean you were wrong, set, sentenced to death. And then what Christ said, I came down, I asked my father, prepare me a body that I would go and take their place. And, I, and you treat God like you, he, you did something for him. Mm -hmm. Come on. See my body. I can't make it up my body. Slap your body with some oil. <laughs> Stop making excuses to stay the same. That's so true. That's so true. That's so true. Go ahead, sir. Well, if while we were enemies... We were reconciled to God. No, we were. See, see, God did this after I, I, I got here. As I got but I, the reason why I got saved is because I came to Jesus. Mm -hmm. See, what wasn't for me coming, none of y'all would be here. <laughs> because people think that salvation revolves around them. Around what you're doing. Right. If God put many a task at your hands to do, do it and stop complaining. Come on, come on. Because if Jesus would have complained and said, I ain't going to the cross because I know half of them going to have stick. But the love, the mercy, the grace stood up and said, I'm going to take their place. So if any man try to accuse you of anything, it is God that justifies. Come on, come on. Go ahead, sir. For if we were enemies, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain, having been reconciled, that we will be saved from the consequences of sin by his life. 
That is, we will be saved because Christ lives today. Because he lives. Had he had died and not gotten up, we would need another priest, another rule, another precept, another time. But because he died and got up, there's no need for another priest. Everything you needed done was done when he got up. He took everything that was charged to us, put it on himself, not in him, but laid the charges on him. He took the blame and died. And yet you refuse to die. You refuse to give up where you were to come into where he is. Serve God like you a junkie. I gotta get to that head house. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta praise God. Yeah, right now, right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And go out and never come back again. Mm-hmm. Just like Psalm 107. Mm-hmm. When you get depression, I know where to go. I'm going to church. God gonna help me. You get your help and you walk out, you leave God because you don't have a relationship on, with Him. You have a religious status. Mm. That's all it is. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. For he has rescued us. Stop talking to me. <laughs> you were in trouble. Yes. You were in need of help. Yes. You were desperate. Yes. You were looking for a way out. And as long as you were searching for a way, you kept going deeper and down and darker and and, and found yourself in a state of rebellion, but you needed help. He disregarded the disrespect, but he knew the inner you was crying, help. So he rescued you. And has drawn us to himself. Then he says, look. You in trouble? I'm I'm, going to get you. I'm I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. I'm I'm, I'm going to rescue. I'm bringing you in. He didn't just bring you in and put you to the side. He brought you in and put you near his heart. You know why when a when a baby lays on the heart of a mother or a, or a father, they hear the beat, and if you're at peace, they hear the beat, and they they they, they embracing you. It's a certain sound that the mama has on that heart, a certain sound that the father has from that heart that that baby is able to relate to. That's why when it goes in the hands of another stranger and they put it up there, they say, ah, ah. oh, the baby don't like. No, the baby don't want your heartbeat. Because your heart is skipping a beat. But my father's heart. That's why God loved David so. Not that he loved him more than us. It was the fact that David was running after the heart of God. He realized the things he had did not matter. He said, but don't take your spirit from me. Don't remove yourself from my presence. Let me be able to come in your presence. He said, I know how to get to God. I'm going to worship him. Oh, hallelujah. 
I'm going to bless him. I want to let him know I've done wrong. I don't mind sacrificing. I don't mind doing those things. But I'm going to be obedient to the love of God. It's just something about God that causes me to seek after him more and more. All I want is his presence, y'all. I just want to hear him say something to me. God, if you speaking, can you speak to me now? So it puts you in a place that you don't want to hear nothing. You don't want to see nothing. I just want to hear God. I want to see him move. It is not in a material way, y'all. It's in the realm of the spirit. Because I need him to break yokes in my life. That's why I'm willing to change. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. From the dominion of darkness. I, 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 I delivered you. What, what was that before that? I know he, I rescued you. And he has drawn us to himself. Drawn him to himself for what? From the dominion of darkness. In other words, now that you come out of the kingdom of darkness, Satan doesn't have that power over That's you. Right. Yeah. We keep talking, I need deliverance. No, you need to know you were transferred. You need to know the heart of God. You need to start loving him. Just start falling in love with Jesus. I heard the songwriter said, falling in love with Jesus. It's the best thing I ever did. Because when you're in love with somebody, you won't cross them. It's a sad thing to be in love with somebody and they don't love you like that you love them. Because they're going to disrespect you and mistreat you. But you can rest for sure that when you start loving God, he already loved us. But when you start loving him back, your life is so different. You can't fall out from God. You have to steal away at times and find yourself reading and meditating and thanking him that he wants a relationship with me. Not just I want one with him or he want one with me. I want one with him like he wants one with me. Oh, yes. It was already prayed that we would become one. Yes. The problem is you haven't realized you've been transferred. Mm -hmm. See, I keep going back and doing You're like a dog. Mm -hmm. Turn it back to your vomit. You threw up. Mm -hmm. You vomit. And now you're going back and eating it up. Because you don't see nothing wrong with sin. Sin keeps us out of the presence of God. That's why Jesus cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He had to separate from sin. And as long as you find an excuse to sin, you're separated from the presence of God, the power of God, the joy of God, the peace of God, the love of God. You find yourself like a cat trying to scratch your way out. You're clawing at anything, hissing, tail puffed up, back hunch, because you're out of his presence. Whatever you do, change. Whatever you're doing that's keeping you from the presence of God, you ought to change. Come on, come on. Talk to me, sir. And has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Mm -hmm. No longer in the kingdom of darkness. You should not have a desire to do something wrong. The thought may appear, but your love for this new kingdom 
ought to remind you where you come from. It ought to remind you that it tried to kill me. It kept me captive. I was limited in this thing. I had no power. I had no authority. Whatever it told me to do, I had to do it. No matter how many times I said I wasn't going to do it, I found myself captive to that thing. I was in bondage. As long as I stayed in darkness, I was in bondage. As long as I had an excuse to be in darkness, I was in bondage. And it was keeping me a prisoner. When we were in sin, we wanted to get out. Amen. It, you kept saying to yourself, it got to be a better way. Yes, yes. It got to be a better way. Because God was drawing you to the better way. And as soon as you get to the better way, you think you become familiar with him and you know all his precepts and principles, everything he said to do, not to do. Oh, I don't do that. Remember the rule of the rich man? He said, you got all that down pack, now sell it. Oh, now you want me to be a salesman? He's telling Jesus, I never sold anything a day in my life. I only bargained. And that's what you're doing if you don't change your bargaining. And you think you're getting a good deal because it's cheaper. Then you want to know why it's dry rot? That's why you got the bargain. Everything on sale ain't for you. In whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation. Did you say we have redemption because of his, his sacrifice? And when God asks you to sacrifice, uh -oh. now Lord, I don't know about all that. <laughs> but you wouldn't receive any of this good stuff, consolation, cancellation of debt. You wouldn't be debt free in God if He didn't sacrifice. All he asking you to do, if you make a sacrifice, you're going to see that it's worth it. Yes. Amen. Well, see, look, I got to go out here and get this done. I got to get that done. I'm going to do this. It's about me. It's about me. Yes. 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 Everybody else get a turn about me. I just want everybody to get a turn like everybody else. Amen. Sometimes you got to give up some things. Sometimes you gotta walk away from things. Yes. You ever been to a family gathering? Yes, yes. Got there, and they started to fight, mm -hmm. and before you knew it, your hand went across somebody. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't change. <laughs> and then after you done knock somebody out, uh -uh. and then you tell them, oh, the Lord is good, they say, no, no, no. Uh-uh, your hand is good. They reminding you of the power you got in your hand. You know what they're going to do? Encourage you to get back on this side. That's right. That's right. You just lost your testimony. Because you got a party. Because you won't change. You have to be selective where you put yourself. Amen. 
You have to have selective company. Yes. Everybody don't deserve your company. Yes. Uh -oh. yes. Amen. Uh -oh. Bless you. Go ahead, sir. I'm, I'm going to behave. Because of his sacrifice, hmm. resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sin's penalty. And you don't want you don't want sacrifice. You don't want sacrifice. You don't want sacrifice for Titus. <laughs> you, you, you like who you is. <laughs> this is the way I am. Change. Why did Jesus? He said from then on he went preaching. Change. Your structure is wrong. Your belief system is wrong. We're not going around condemning and killing folk. That's right. Jesus didn't come to condemn. No, he didn't. And when you find people that's trying to condemn you, leave them where they are. Where they are. Let them have the sentence. Mm -hmm. They sentence you to death. Give it back to them. You can have it. Don't argue with them. That's right. I think when you try to justify yourself, you just condemned yourself. Yes. Yeah. So you leave it alone. Because I don't think what they want to think. You hard hugging and unforgiveness. No, I'm just saving. The Bible says guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it are the issues of life. And if I don't guard my heart from you that try to stab me or kill me, I become subject or victim of your, of your, of your uh, killing, your wounding. And it's nobody's fault but mine because I carried myself over there. I just want to spend time with you. You mean you want to kill me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't ready to die. I shall not die but live to declare the wonderful works of God. Amen. I'm trying to put you out. Amen. They want to kill your character. Take your name and disgrace it. Want to spend time with you. Want to spend time with I, I love you. love me? You done spent more time of my life trying to kill me. And now all of a sudden you got a bump on the head that you love me. Oh, I love you, but I'm going to be distant. Yes, but yes. But ain't that showing unforgiving? No, that's showing smarts. Amen. <laughs> I got wisdom. Because everybody that say they love you, you just not going to their house for breakfast. Or then when they they love me, I'm going over there for breakfast. You said you love me, I'm going for lunch. Everybody that say they love you, they can love you. But you better know what's behind that love. Your Holy Ghost in you speaks. Even if it's for their benefit, do you want to be a benefactor? Or they can validate you. You'll never have to validate me. I know who I love and who I don't love. I know what I love and what I don't love. And because I object to you, that does not mean that I hate you. Or I'm harvesting unforgiveness. I know your sting. Yes. Uh -oh. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It hurts. Yeah. It's hot. It burns. Yes. So why would I go to a beehive <laughs> and go mess with the bees and expect not to be stung? Bless you so much. So don't let people tell you you're harvesting unforgiveness. You're just guarding your heart. Amen. 
Amen. Because they'll flip the script, say things, and make you think and rethink. Mm. No. Amen. You're not worth going to hell for. Amen. I just distanced myself from you. I will not allow you, I will not become a victim of your reason to, 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 to destroy me because you say you love me. If you know how a person, if you know a person is vicious, why subject yourself to vicious? Pitbull. They get a hold of you, they're tenacious in their hole. That leg will come off before they let you out. So why would I walk near a bull? I got power. Yeah, I got a lot of power and got sense too. So I take my power and my sense and I'll move around. A day after y'all just sit there. Dee, 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 dee. And when they go, I walk. Amen. He ain't gonna bite you. He ain't bite you yet, but he ain't gonna and he ain't gonna bite me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> go ahead, sir. Sorry. That's it. That's it. How about you give me uh, Isaiah 48, 10 and 11, but do it in the King James because I don't understand the Amplified. That probably be too much and I've been dancing and stuff and I, I can't get my point across. Because that, the change also, I'm saying, is necessary so that God can refine you. He got to do some work in you. The problem is you don't want the work done. Because work hurt. Change hurt. Do you not know that a uh, a, a, a butterfly has to, his enzymes, all of his enzymes must be dissolved. They all must go away while he's in the cocoon, the caterpillar, let me say caterpillar, before the butterfly. Before he changes into a beautiful butterfly, every part of him has to die. There's no attaching, no strings attached. Mm -hmm. While it's dying, it's changing. Amen. And that's what Jesus is saying. You got to die so you can change. Amen. I'm about to make something good out of you, something beautiful. Yeah. But I got to kill that ugly thing. Mm -hmm. okay, behold. Pay attention. That's what behold means right there. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I have refined thee. Listen, I've chosen you to suffer. Mm, mm, mm. Chosen to suffer. I've chosen you to suffer. Mm. Okay. I have refined, I refined thee, mm -hmm. but not with silver. I'm not coming to make you look good. <laughs> Ain't gonna be no shine, no bling, 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 bling. Ain't no bling, bling. Go ahead. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. I chose you to afflict you. <laughs> but I'm making something good out of you. Come on, come on, preacher. But I'm putting you first in the furnace of affliction. I'm going to put you in a place that people that used to love you going to hate you. Uh -oh. I'm putting you in a place where people used to give to you, they're going to take from you. Putting in a place of discomfort. You won't be able to put your feet up because they're going to take the chair and the stool. 
And if you think you're going to recline electrically, they're going to turn your power off. But that's where I chose you. That's where I put you. That's my special place for you. Come. That's it. No, 11. For my own sake. <laughs> I ain't doing it for you. You ain't getting no glory out of this. You look at look at me, look at me, look at me, look at him. <laughs> You're not going to say that. You're going to be embarrassed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's going to humiliate you. Mm -hmm. That's that's cause a change, y'all. Yeah. Change isn't pretty. That's why the caterpillar goes in a cocoon. Mm -hmm. So you won't see all that it had to go through. And that's why God got you behind the veil. He's hammering and chiseling things out of your life. He doesn't want you to look like what you've been through. But I'm choosing you <laughs> for affliction. So people tell you that you did something wrong because you're going through what you're going through. No, God chose you there. That's a special place for you and him. That's where you'll really come to know who he is yeah. when you're going through. Mm -hmm. That's when you become clingy. Yeah. You ever seen a baby? Yeah, I, I, I had one. <laughs> Pictures to prove it. Every time the big guy had him, yeah, I don't want this guy in my house. Why? He was clingy. <laughs> he came out that way. I was like, what's wrong with this kid? Because my first kid, he was in love with him. So I was like the nanny. He never called me mommy when he was a baby. He didn't even care. He said, hey, or girl, girl. That's what he called me. Hey. Hey. Oh, I, oh, I got to go. I'm, I'm being something. Girl, girl. I'm like, yeah. And then when he did try to say mommy, he said mammy. <laughs> so I was used to that. I said, they go, cut you, cut you, go here. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so does the big guy come in? <laughs> you know that whistle you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this lady been bothering me. Oh, I'm under the door, huh? Can you please rescue me? And my mother bought him a horse. And we brought every kid up there to get on his horse. He didn't care. And one day he came in for work and sat on the horse and he got on there. That's how he rode his horse. He didn't care about nobody else. And this is what God is saying. When I become dear to you, nobody matters but me. You gonna want that dad. He gonna have a whistle that you gonna know is him. My sheep know my voice, and they will not hearken unto another. Oh, yeah. Amen. What am I saying? That you gotta come to the place that while you're being refined, attach yourself to God. Yes. Find yourself in need of Him. Mm. Find yourself yearning. I need. Yeah. Why? You're going through a change. You got to cling to something while you're changing. Yes, yes, yes. 
Cling to God. Cling to him. Call him. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all his trouble. When you get in trouble, don't try to figure it out. Because it's going to make you mad. You gonna feel like I ain't doing nothing to say. You never ask why while you're going through. Just start thanking God for a sound mind for taking me through this storm. I don't understand it, but I'm gonna bless you, God. I just need to hear from you, and not all the time will He speak, but you will know His presence is near. I just want to be with you. I just want to spend time. I just want to set me aside and just lay out for you. I want you to work in me. Where am I in you? I often have that cry, y'all. Where am I in you? Because <laughs> right now, nothing makes sense. But I don't want to lose myself from him trying to figure out what's taking place. So I'm asking, where am I in you? And if he calls for a fast, what can I do to surrender? Because he's about to take you to a place that you may not be able to understand. Mm -hmm. Because you're there, stop blaming yourself. Right. It's what he's after in you. God is a jealous God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want part of your heart. He doesn't want your hand and you follow. He wants your heart. Because he knows if he takes you to the valley, you're not running off or going to sit there and say, I'm going through and sit down. To go through something means to pass. Yes. I'm going through and you sit out. I don't even work in God. I ain't come to jail. I ain't got down there. Nobody understand what I'm going through. You know, you want an excuse to stop. I'm just trying to pull you out. Come on, come on, talk to me, sir, because I got two more things to say. For my own sake, even for my own sake, will I do it? <laughs> I'm gonna cook you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that dirty stuff out of you. Because when you bear the name of Jesus, right. you gotta live up to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have to live up to His name. And when you say I bear Your name, God will never put you in a place of embarrassment. So that people can walk all over you. Or if he allows those things to occur in your life, he's going to bring you out in a wealthy place. <laughs> Come on, sir. For how should my name be polluted? Uh-huh. See, he's after your dirt. <laughs> you know how you wash clothes and it didn't wash right? You got to wash it again? Because yes. it had an odor? Yes. <laughs> And what God is saying, you, 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 you're not going to pollute my name. You're not going to embarrass me. You're not going to tell me I do the shimmy. Or I'm breaking down. No. I'm going after that thing you don't want to let go of. So if it causes a shaking in your life, he's after something. And I was you, I just give it to him. We'll find out what it is, because you may not know what it is. Amen. That's why he said, seek me. You're going to find me. And when you find me, I'm coming after that thing. I, I, you're not going to pollute my name. You're not messing up my name. See, you keep talking about what Jesus can do, who he is, and you live opposite. Uh -oh. You live
even on the tracks. You better get off the track. The train coming. Amen. You better build you a house up beside of the, the tracks if you want to build a house. Make sure it's sturdy because he's coming and shaking. Every now and then that train run by, there's a shaking going on. And if that foundation is not sure, it will surely fall. So you're not going to pollute his name. You're not messing it up. Mm -hmm. And I will not give my glory unto another. So while I'm taking you through the process, cleaning you up, ain't nobody going to be able to talk too bad about you. And if they do, I'm going to shut their mouth because I'm going to bring you out. Amen. That's what God is after. You'll change. In order to get this done, you got to go through a change. Yeah, I want you. I did it. This is it. It it. You look a mess up. I did this. Woo! That won all of you. You half stepping with him, and you you talk about you know he he knows my heart. He said, "Yeah, I do. It's deceitfully wicked above all things." Yeah, I know you. You're not willing to take a dip. It also means to explore the word prove, to investigate, ascertain. This is its meaning. The sense is that such a renewed mind is essential to a successful inquiry after the will of God. That renewed mind, it puts you in the realm of wanting more of him. You want to know so much, I want to know about you. But see, while you're knowing about him, I find out people are inquiring about God. But guess what they're not doing? Changing. They piling all that stuff. I know, I don't know. I know, I know. It's old time. <laughs> yeah, I know him. I know. You know him too. I know him. He's been terms with God. But you ain't changed. And the Lord's pulling, pull, tugging at the change. And you're saying to him, Remember that movie y'all used to like, uh, Drop Dead Fred? <laughs> she said, no, now, I'm grown. <laughs> you gotta tell Fred to drop dead. Your old flesh, you gotta kill it, get rid of it. Because if you don't let it go, it's gonna mess up your mind. Casting down high imaginations and everything that exalts itself higher than the knowledge of God. Cast it down. Go for the change, it's worth it. You're gonna lose a lot, you're gonna lose a whole lot of stuff. I can count all the stuff I lost and still can't count it because it's lost so much. But my soundness in God, mm -hmm. I know you love me without a shadow of a doubt. Been through some things. Y'all sat and watched us suffer. Mm -hmm. I ain't letting God go. Talk about going and join the crowd. Talk about mm -hmm. oh, that going with him. I'm going to stay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick and stay. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, mm, having a disposition to obey him. The mind will be prepared to understand his precepts. Mm -hmm. You have to obey him. 
There will be a correspondence between the feelings of the heart and his will. A nice tact or taste which will admit his laws and see the correctness and beauty of his command. Mm -hmm. Why are you seeking him? You're going after you're changing? You, you, you don't mind his precepts. You don't mind the chastisement. You don't mind him correcting you. Mm -hmm. Because while he's correcting you, he's establishing you. Amen. A renewed heart is the best preparation for studying the believer's belief. As a man who is temperate mm -hmm. is the is the best suited to understand the arguments for temperance. Mm -hmm. He knows the reason why you should be temperate. Because he's a temperate man. He's steady. He might be slow, but he's sure. <laughs> he, 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 you can't ruffle his feather. He'll walk away from you, leaving you hanging with an argument unsettled before he entangle with it because he knows what temperance does. Mm -hmm. The man who is chaste has most clearly and forcibly the arguments for chastity. Mm -hmm. They understand chastisement. When God corrects you, you don't mind correcting. Mm -hmm. Well, what you, what you want now? What is it that you want, God? <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you're looking for now? I done gave you everything. What else do you want? That attitude? Wrong attitude. Well, why you let this happen to me? What do I do? <laughs> I just want you to love me. Mm. Tell me that you love me. Could it be you that offered up your son? Mm. Abraham. God saw him playing with Isaac. He loved him. <laughs> I said, you playing with that boy a whole lot. How much you love me? You don't think I will know how much you love him? Yes. <laughs> he want to know. Stop bragging you love the Lord and you're not willing to go and prove it. See, I just love the Lord. Do you love him? Yes, I do. do you, yes, I do. You like, wait, that's not how it's. You got to be temperate in that day. But yes, I do. I love the Lord. And a storm coming, you like, who I say I love? <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. A heart in love with the fashions and follies of the world is ill-suited to appreciate the arguments for humility and prayer. You ain't going for no change. Look, I got, the, look, I got all this stuff going. People just blessing me. They're just blessing me. If God allow people to stop blessing you, they shut up the blessings temporarily for you. Do you still love him? Or are there strings attached to your love? Unconditional, we have conditional. If you don't do this, then I'll do that for you. You bargain. John 7, 17, King James says, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. The reason why the heart is renewed is that we may do the will of God. The heart that is renewed is best suited to appreciate and understand his will. 
What are we talking about? That good. This part of the verse might be said that we may investigate the will of God or ascertain the will of God. What is good and perfect and acceptable? What will God allow or permit for me to do? The will of God relates to his commands in regard to our conduct, his doctrines in regard to our belief, his preordained dealings in relations to our external circumstances. It means what God demands of us in whatever way it may be made known. It's what he demands of us. There's a certain way you have to conduct yourself in God. We do not err from his way who seek his guidance. Well, wait a minute, God. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That too, you're moving too fast. Hold on, hold on. About to turn with you, but hold on. I got to pull over on the side. Got to see, got to go to get the rest stop. I take a break. You don't take a break from God. You don't excuse yourself from his will. His purpose, you go with the change. Upbeat, come on, he's calling for it. Slow it down, slow it down. He's saying, wait, wait. Why are you waiting on God? You don't break from God. <laughs> we do not err from his ways who seek his guidance. And who not confiding in your own wisdom, but in God, you commit your way to him. Then mm -hmm. I'm going to work it out. Hold on, hold on, God. Hold on. I hear what you say. Hold on. You sit, baby. Hold on. Hold on. I got you. Hallelujah. I got you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got you. But this is how I'm going to do it over here. It's not your way. You don't guide you. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all known truth. Mm -hmm. Psalm 25 and 9 says, the meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. You gotta come down a notch. Yeah. You gotta come down a couple of notches yes. so that he can guide you. Mm -hmm. That we may find the will of God, what is good and acceptable. It applies that the thing which is good is his will. Or that we may find his will by finding what is good and perfect. Mm -hmm. That is good which promotes the honor of God and the interest of his kingdom. The interest of his kingdom. Are you interested in the way he really lives? Perfect. You are free from defect, stain, or injury. That which has all its parts complete. Mm -hmm. Or which is not disproportioned. It's not distributed. You just get you get love. Okay, you can have patience though here. You get all that fruit. Mm -hmm. But you gotta open it up. You gotta you gotta investigate it. That don't apply to me. Yo, it does. God is looking for every piece of that, every part of that fruit. He's looking for it from us. Mm -hmm. He's going to put us in a hostile situation so we can talk in peace. He's going to put us in position. We have all been there. Somebody to make you feel like you're nothing. Yeah. So you can be meek. He's going to put you in a place where everything is going chaotic so you can
can understand long suffering. God knows what he's doing, so don't say, oh, he ain't make me for that. No, all of that fruit fit. Yeah. You got to eat the whole thing. You got to eat the cake, Anna, man. Yeah. Eat the cake. <laughs> Applied to belief, it means what is consistent. Uh -huh. I tell you why y'all don't come to church all the time. Well, tell me why. I'm going to tell, tell you why. Y'all do what y'all want to do when tell you want to do it, and you don't support the ministry like it's supposed to because you know this man of God is consistent. Amen. 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 That's why you don't wear about nothing when you come here. Wow. If I'm lying, I'm flying. You ain't lying. So I ain't lying. Amen. <laughs> When a person is consistent, yes. you can trust them. Yes. Regardless of what people say, you have seen him year in, year out do the same thing. I've seen people walk away, come back and say, Pastor, you still doing the same thing. That means he's consistent. Amen. When are you going to get consistent? You see, I got time to be consistent when I feel like being consistent. Because mm. right now, consistency ain't important. Because mm. I know God got me. Consistent means, I, regardless of what takes place in our life, you've seen. God, don't show them no more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen enough. But if you will it, I'll do it. I'm consistent. Yes. I'm going to keep going forward. I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to do. So if someone is consistent, it simply means you can trust them. Yes. Why do y'all treat this ministry like it's not trustworthy? Come on, y'all. I'm not just talking to you. I'm not talking about you. I'm not centering you. I ain't say your name. It's the Holy Ghost convicting you because it knows that you are not consistent in what you are supposed to do. So true. So true. You don't argue with somebody that's consistent. Amen. They say, ah, oh, you know that's right. You right. Because <laughs> they know, you know if you don't show up, they're going to be there. Y'all want to play games. So applied to belief, it means what is consistent, which is carried out, which is events in all the circumstances and reactions of life. It doesn't stop because something happened, because something died or someone died. I can't. I can't. You're not consistent. When a storm arose and Jesus was asleep, the first thing they looked for was inconsistency in Jesus. Careth thou not that we perish? Oh, yeah, a little. I'm consistent in what I do. 
can speak peace to a storm. I'll leave you wondering what state of mind or who I am, what kind of man is this that speak peace to the wind and the waves obey. Because he was consistent. He told his father not one of them was lost except for the son of perdition. And it was already stated that he would be lost. But God is consistent. Amen. Amen. He said acceptable. The last part of that is acceptable. That which will be pleasing to God or which he will approve. Being acceptable involves the main duty of your belief being separated from the world. And expresses the way in which that duty may be performed in which we may live so as to ascertain and do the will of God. You don't have an excuse why you can't keep going forward. Come on, please. Well, look at where I am, so what? Get there. Amen. Right. Be content where you are. Make the best out of where God placed you. Yeah. It's not permanent, it's temporary. It's something he's after in you and you should not be mind, you should not mind giving it up. If all believers would obey this, our belief would be honored everywhere. Mm. People would say, oh, it's an honor to be a believer. Amen. Why? Because they're consistent. As yeah. soon as you get out the church, you talk about the church. Mm. But you come back here. Yeah, they still doing same thing. Man, would they try something new. They need some worship dancers up there. Somebody shake their butt. Keep us more confused. We need that. <laughs> we need some entertainment in this joint. <laughs> People ain't playing, gun, get gun, getting down with the get down. With. They ain't got nothing else going on. Let's go down the street with these folks falling out and, and doing the, the, the bump. Get me excited. I need some excitement in my life. That's how they talk to you. I need that excitement. You ain't got nothing. I ain't going to clean here the same old thing. Consistency does not require a change. Come on, preacher. Come on. Come but it requires you to change so that you can become consistent. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yes. We got to think of stuff to entertain. We got to let me see. What we going to do? Y'all like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. We got the real rub shakers coming. Here they come. Oh, yeah, then I'm going to church. Hey, man, you need to go. You're telling people to come to church for excitement, for things that's going to keep them out of the kingdom of God and not in the presence of God. Oh, y'all not going to make me mad in here. <laughs> come on. If, mm, if all would separate from the vices and follies, the amusements and the joys of the world, Christ would be glorified. Yes. If all were truly renewed in their minds, they would lose their enjoyment for such things. And seeking only to do the will of God, they will not be slow to find it. Oh my God. Y'all walking too slow. Mm, pick it up. And you're not old. Mm, mm. Yeah, I know. You ready? <laughs> All right now. Are we about to take that move? You ready? We about to, I'm about to lift off. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even going nowhere. But you gotta be ready. <laughs> 
daddy. Mm. No. Ain't waiting for you to take a move. Where you about to go? I'm going. I ain't worrying about nobody. I'm going. All right, <laughs> you gotta want to change. That's right. That's right. May I say something? It's a lot of work in changing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm change, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm changing. You gotta work at it. It's not, you're not going to get it right the first time. Yeah, and that's why it behooves me when people get in a leader's position and they beat people up and bust them upside the head because they didn't go through the chain because they had expected, they had expected time for them to change. But you ain't telling the truth. You still ain't changed. Oh, my, my, my. I ain't running. You ready? Tell somebody change is necessary. First Peter 1 14. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust of your ignorance. Mm -hmm. As obedient children, that is, conduct yourselves as becomes the children of God. Mm -hmm. Conduct yourself like a child of God. By obeying his commands, by submitting to his will, and by manifesting unwavering confidence in him as your father at all times. Mm. Don't trust him and don't trust, distrust him. I trust the hood. What you doing, honey? I got to do something. You know, you don't want you to do something. <laughs> Not fastening yourselves, nor forming or modeling your life the idea is that we they were to have some model of example. The world needs an example. You think people watch the way you dress going to church? Yeah. yeah. No, they're not interested in that. They're interested in how you conduct yourself as a believer. Because you come to church, you take church with you. Amen. Amen. I'm about to go to the nightclub. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, I'm not talking something I'm not seeing. And as soon as you get in trouble and it's too much, oh, then I can't breathe. I need Jesus. I'm not saying these things just to say them. These are real, actual events that are taking place, not in the church down the street, but in this church. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, y'all want to fight? I'm going to fight you in the truth. Because you can find time to party. And your people live right next door to you, dying. And you want to compromise. You want to sit around and tell smoke jokes. You know what, man? People don't like me, but I love Jesus. If you love Jesus, you're going to change. Amen. I've been smoking, smoking for 42 years. I promise you. You get filled with the Holy Ghost, you surrender your will to God, you're going to walk away from that thing, whether it was 42 years or five years. Amen. You want that change, you stop making excuses. Yes, yes. Well, see, I, 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 you know, I just, I, I, I love to smoke. Then love to save your life. Amen. 
Because see, the thing is, you keep talking about Jesus, but you haven't changed. You show up every now and then. Oh, everybody got weaknesses. No, they don't. That's an excuse to be stuck. In fact, you're just reserving a spot in hell. Amen, yes. Come on. What about that? Tell the truth. Yes. You don't mind. You don't mind burning forever. That don't sound bad. Fire, brimstone, burning all the way from the top of your head to the sole of your feet and starting over and over forever. That's right. I don't believe in hell. You ain't got to believe in it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I believe in Jesus. I believe in doing the right thing. And when you do the right thing, you can't help but go where Jesus said, I go away to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you may be also. For in my Father's house are many a mansion. If it were not so, I would have told you. But you know what? Hell ain't real. Okay. Keep reading your Bibles. It is real. It was not for humans. It was for the fallen angels. But because man has become so rebellious, yep. they find themselves in hell. You can't get out of there. And that's what the enemy wants you to believe, that Satan isn't real. But you see his evidence. Well, God sees it too. You got to remember, man has a will. God cannot break your will. When he said, let us make man in our own image, in our likeness, let them be like us. They have a will. Who Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us. That we would become the righteousness of God. Not the compromising. The problem is, everybody want to find a way to be stuck. You don't mind being stuck. It's not bad. It ain't bad. I hate being lost. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I have two full tanks of gas. Don't let me be lost. And that's what you should feel when you don't feel the presence of God. I feel lost. Sometimes God hides himself so you can seek him. Yeah, Lord. Oh, dear God, Lord, you there. Oh, you there, Lord. And he won't answer. And you feel like everything, and everything goes haywire. It's all so that you can fall in his presence. You got to come down a notch or two. You can get so busy in the day that you get too busy that you don't worship. You don't pray. Oh, this is on the agenda today. I got to get out here and handle all of this stuff. But you have not prayed before you walked out that door. You've not even fellowship with God. Well, I got to hurry up and get down running late. You're running late to be in the presence of people, but you will not stay and be in the presence yes, of God. Yes. You got an excuse why you can't come into the house of God. You got a reason why? Because people know my business. Loose yourself from the shame. Come on, come on. So what they know, they won't keep me out of the presence of God. You find yourself hooking up with people and they finding out your business. And after they find out their business that ain't suited for them, they're going to drop you. Yep. Okay, 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 okay. No, 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 I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm going to get out of here, I'm going to get out of here. Would y'all go home? Would y'all go home and eat? Would y'all go home and relax? Put your feet up. 
I want you to stop getting in his presence because it, it ain't worth it because it's without a work. I don't want you to work no more after this. Mm. I don't want you to sit the back and be, be at ease. Put your feet up. Tell the Lord you got this. Tell him thank you. Yeah, you want me to I, find somebody else? And he's calling you. The folk are in need of you. They're looking for you. But you got an excuse to be excused. I thought about, I wanted to be excused from this. Who wants to sit here under these conditions? Mm. But if I look at these conditions, I will never go forward in God. He didn't call me for these conditions. He called me to be a mouthpiece. Say what I tell you to say. Y'all got to get geared up, geared up. You got to come to the place where you spend time, so much prayer at home. You want to fall in here and worship and prayer, pray in here. God, I feel a need to pray. Pray for me. <laughs> Look, you will start seeking God. You won't seek junk. So you got to conduct yourself as children of God by obeying his commands, by submitting to his will, and by manifesting unwavering confidence in him as your father at all times. The believer is to be as different from what he was himself before conversion as he is from whom he associated. Can't still associate with the same folk on the same level when you come from out of darkness. Amen. Cause they gonna keep you stuck. Okay, I know you don't drink. How about a smoke? How about some water so they can put something in it so uh -huh. you can have a desire to get drunk? Yep. Amen. He is to be governed by new laws, to aim at new objects, and to mold his life in accordance with his new principles. Corny, boring. Because you don't understand what God is after. It's a change. The Bible says that this word is spiritually discerned. The reason why people are not getting the Bible in love because they are not spiritually fulfilling the obligation to be able to relate the word in love. Amen. Full of hatred. God said, <laughs> kill them like they can be dead. That's not Jesus. He said, I didn't come to condemn. I came that you would have life and have it more abundantly. The thief job is to steal and to kill and destroy. But I am come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. He is to be governed by the new laws, to aim at new objects, and to mold his life in accordance with new principles. You got to set it up. You got to lay your table out for some for some Bible study. Amen. Take them beers off the, the nightstand table. Put that Bible in its place. Amen. Because if you've been converted, you got to go for the full conversion. Amen. Yeah. He, before 
conversion, this is exactly what you were. You were supremely selfish. You lived for personal gratification. You gave free indulgence to your appetites and passions, restrained only by a respect for the decencies of life. In other words, you got drugs, but you didn't want it to kill you. But you respect not to take, I ain't taking no more. That, that was a little bit too hard. You, you was too racy for my heart. I ain't, ain't going to do that no more. Because you want to live. So you respect that in that, in that uh, area or the aspect because you didn't want to die. Felt good about that. That was a little bit too much for me. <laughs> and by a reference to your own health, property, or reputation without regard to the will of God. In other words, you did it till you were satisfied. You took it, you drank it, you smoked it, because you can, because I'm three times seven plus. You conformed yourself to the customs of and opinions around you. You getting high? Yeah, I'm getting high. You got some, I ain't got nothing, but I got you. Rather than to the requirements of your maker. How often do you say, am I pleasing God? Is this pleasing God? God, do you mind? We don't even include God in what we say and do. When we, when we, were, we were in the world, we, we, we did that. God wasn't on the agenda. Girl, I'm about to have this party. You're going to show up because I'm going to turn up. Okay, I'm going on. Okay, um, all right, all right, all right. You live for worldly enhancements, which was your supreme object being wealth or having fame. In many cases, we who are now believers gave indulgence to every passion which we wished to gratify regardless of reputation, health, property, or salvation. Man, it's not, I'm about to die on this trip right here. Now we are to be governed by a different rule. And our former standard of morals and opinions are no longer our guide, but the will of God. I just want to do the will of God. What did Jesus kept telling him? I'm just doing my father's will. It is my meat to do the will of God. I'm here for the will of God. I'm doing the will of God. I'm standing on the will of God. I'm doing what my father does. That's the will of God. According to the former lust in your ignorance, when you were ignorant of the requirements of the gospel and gave yourselves up to unrestrained indulgence of your passions, now, the word ignorance is to be taken closely with lust. The former lusts, which were in times of your ignorance. In other words, you did any and everything you wanted to do before you knew God. There, you were unrestrained, uncontrolled, unmoral, not satisfied till you have dead. 
didn't have any regards for life, didn't care. I'm about to kill myself. I'm going to buy the killer. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Why? Uh, that gonna that gonna be that gonna be my last one. Did that about that? <laughs> didn't know you were setting yourself up for death. Yeah. We didn't know that then. Yeah. But now that we know the truth, why are we still trying to operate in ignorance? The word, the root word of ignorance means ignored. Ignore means to refuse to take notice of or acknowledge or disregard. Told not to do something, you did what you wanted to do. Ain't nobody tell me when I know what I'm gonna do. I ain't killed myself. Mm -hmm. And then realize the enemy had you ignorant towards life. You thought you were living it up doing that stuff. Now the enemy secretly telling, setting you up. You, you, you You ain't no good for no husband. You might as well get you three men, a woman too. That's how you talk. Why? Because that's ignorant. Any man that wants to share you with another man is ignorant. Disrespecting your temple. Disrespects you. Putting you in a place of being subject to unclean spirits, opening you up for any and everything for gain. Don't you know you still have to contend with those spirits because they know your temple. When an unclean spirit leaves a man, it goes through dry places, roams through dry places, seeketh rest and findeth not none. Come back to the house that is swept, garnished, but empty. Brings with himself seven more spirits more wicked than himself. You thinking you doing something? You just opening your temple up for unclean spirits. You're going to disregard the truth, disrespect the truth. You're going to let somebody tell you how to take care of your temple. That's what I want to do. I'm doing this with you. They do what they say just to disrespect your temple. And guess what? There's nothing you can do because you open yourself up to receive unclean spirits. Talk to me in this place. Devil's not playing with you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The problem with the church, we keep sugarcoating stuff. We let stuff pass by because it's all right. It's not all right. You used to do that before you knew God. But now, you can't do any and everything because you tired. If you really tired, go to sleep. Amen. <laughs> so you refuse to take notice or acknowledge what's being told to you. And guess what? Each time the children of Israel realize how bad they were in us, how bad their situation has become, and they realize it was because of their ignorance, they turn back, repented, and said, Lord, we want you. We need you. He said, they serve me with their lips, but their heart far from me. I'm going to get what I can get, and that's it. That's a peasant mentality. The brother will tell you when he left home. 
the prodigal son. He left the king's palace to go sit and be with the peasants. Everything he had, why did he lose everything he had? Because it wasn't for the dark kingdom. Take what you have and put it in the kingdom of darkness. It's going to strip you. Every person that was reared up in the house of God had parents as leaders and they allowed their children to go into the kingdom of darkness to get some moolah-la-la. They died out there. If they didn't die out there, their spirits were crushed. Took on another God. Just trying to show you, you can't afford to let the enemy have you again. You can't afford to let him take you over. When God redeems you, he redeems you for himself. When he set you free, he set you free for himself. He allowed things to happen in your life so you can slow down, take a breather, look around, search, and find out where you really want to go in life. Can't quit here. Can't be subject to uncleanness. Don't let the enemy have a word in your life. Don't let a minister to you tell you you're nothing. You'll never be nothing. He want to keep you for himself. You are his prized possession. And all he wants to do is destroy you. Somebody say amen. amen. What shall we say then? Romans 6, 1 and 3. Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound. Bam. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus, were baptized into his death. When we say baptism, we were baptized in his death. Baptism is into his death and involves being raised to walk in the newness of life. So when we are baptized, we're baptized, we're saying we're going down to, to die. But when we raise up, we're raising up in the newness of life. In my conclusion, Hebrews 10, 26. If we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. In other words, you know what you're doing is wrong, what you're about to do is wrong. You're saying, God, I know I'm wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. He's not going to stop you because you made up your mind to do it. But you better pray that a Romans 1 chapter don't fall in your life, that he give you over to a reprobatable mind. That when you go to do the right thing, you can't do it. Because you know what you're doing. Once you realize where you are and whose you are, you should stay on the bright side. The problem is you keep jumping the fence. You're like a, a cat that got out. Going wild. And God is saying, I didn't let you out 
You come in the pasture to come in and out. But I didn't let you out to go wild. I let you out to go get some, some souls. Bring something in with you. Bring it to me. You, you can't clean up people. I'm not talking about that. That's not, they're not babies. You can wash the flesh, but you can't wash their soul. That's why you got to be an example of holiness and righteousness. So that when other people see you, they'll want to change. Wow, I remember what you used to be. Amen. And you don't indulge in that. Yeah, I used to do that. You, you just sit there and say, nothing but the Lord. Amen. Thank you, God. Why? Because you want people to be able to say, it's hope. Amen. Oh, yeah. You present hope to those that are hopeless. So I say to you today, change is necessary. So while you're changing, you're helping somebody else come into a change. Amen. While you're consistent, you're helping others see that you can continue in this. Even though I'm going through, I can continue to do what God called me to do. I pray that you become consistent. I pray that you embrace your change and don't turn back. Amen. God bless you. Amen.